Yoda Wellington. You're back on B-Side Stories, Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. My name's Laura. I'm Perrine. We are your hosts today. Welcome, we, ooh, welcome to the second half. Go ahead, Perrine. Mm-hmm. We are joined in the studio with a woman who broadcasting legend Kim Hill recently described <laughs> as a full, full banana. banana. <laughs> That's not what we're here to talk about, but (laughs) (laughs) welcome to B-Side Stories, Bridget. Kia ora, Perrine. So you work for Inspiring Stories. Can you tell us what Inspiring Stories are? Tell us a story. I will tell you a story. So um, Inspiring Stories is a charity. Um, We have three programs that we run. Um, One of them is the awesome festival for the future that's happening in Wellington from the 26th to the 28th of July at TSB. If you don't already have your tickets, you should have tickets because it's amazing. Um, Although I'm saying that I've never been, but I've heard it's amazing. Um, (laughs) um, And and we've already got Jacinda Ardern planned to speak on the first night. We've got um, Grant Robertson speaking um, around the economy. And we've got a few <laughs> other speakers. So, so you're very excited about yeah. Festival for the Future. But what's the kind of big picture? Um, so Inspiring Stories mm. is part of a bigger... Inspiring Stories is part of... Um, so Inspiring Stories is a charity that our basic goal or our, like, catch-all goal is that we want to support young people to unleash their potential um which is kind of cheesy but it's basically (laughs) giving a lot of um different different kind of opportunities for young people to um have their voices heard on a stage for example festival for the future um organizing amazing things within their community to make a positive change through our other program, Future Leaders, which is the one that I manage. Um, And then we also have a speaker bureau, which involves both of those festival and Future Leaders speakers, um, who, if people want to have speakers at conferences or workshops, they can access that. And these are young people who have either started their own business or... um, or have, um, you know, started a charity or done their own kind of social movement within their own community. So, um, yeah, those are the three programs that we run as part of Inspiring Stories to help young people unleash their potential. Yes. (laughs) Um, Well, we at B-Side Stories can get behind your goals there. Kia ora. And um, so the, the speaker one. Yeah, yeah. You, it's kind of like a dial a really impressive young person who's accomplished more than you ever have in your life. So just quickly get them in kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly, that's our sell pitch actually. Dial a speaker who's done more things in your life than you ever have by the age of 21. Get them in your workshop. That's our catchphrase. Um, so yeah, it's it's people who have been part of the uh, Future Leaders program, who have been part of festival and other programs that Inspiring Stories have run in the past. Um, we've run a Live the Dream program, which is like a Kickstarter, Kickstart Quick course program in the past where people have um, made their own startups. Um, an example of that is Collaborate, who does the mental health first aid course. Um, friend, and of, friend of the show, friend of the podcast they yeah. have been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're amazing. Um, and and the mental health first aid course, everyone should take it. And there's a few other awesome, awesome examples. There is 
Yeah, they're not coming to my mind at the moment, but there there are a few <laughs> amazing startups that have come yeah. out of that um, that kind of kickstart your startup process called Live the Dream. But it's not one of our programs we run anymore, so I shouldn't talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay, let's have a bit of a yarn about the thing that you run, mm-hmm. which is Future Leaders. What's the program? How long has it been going? And um, Tell us about how it fits in around the country and... Cool. So the program has been running for three years and it's fourth year now. Um, When it first started, we only had about 16 participants take part in um, rural and provincial New Zealand. That's where we focus. Um, And that was in four communities or four towns, small cities. Um, Second year, we had um, 18 participants in five towns or communities um, and last year it was the first time we scaled it up like crazy to 200 plus participants Whoa. in eight communities. This year we've kind of continued <laughs> on that 200 plus in eight communities. We haven't gone too wild um, but we work with people, um, young people between the ages of 16 to 25 in um, in uh, Kaikohe, Whangarei, um, Opotiki, Kaworo, Fakatane, Palmerston North, um, Kapiti, with a specific focus on Ōtaki, and Greymouth is our only community that we're working with in um, the South Island at the moment. Um, so yeah, and it's it's really this kind of uh, there's there's two tiers to the program, and we have a part time coach that facilitates the program in each of those communities, and they are like really connected with the community. They um, they connect with like the council. They connect with um, local organisations to support them with venues for workshops. Um, they're they're amazing movers and shakers and, and hustlers and make things happen. Um, and yeah, and the, the young people that take part there's around twenty five in each of the communities, and they just um, they kind of go through workshops every couple of weeks. They work towards a few milestones in the workshop in um, in the year. One of them is this amazing local event happening in Youth Week in each of those communities. Um, so they put on an event that's specific to their area that's focused on youth. Is that- yeah, it's each group will be different because the cool thing about our program with Future Leaders is that it is youth led. So um, it's not the coach or myself or other people in the community telling them what to do. It's them deciding how they want to run their event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for example, in Whangarei, they're doing like an event that goes around and shares the services that, that um, are available to youth in Whangarei. Um, in Kaikohe, they're doing more of kind of like a careers expo. What opportunities are there that aren't university? Um what opportunities has someone started their own like roofing business? What's someone doing in the sports area? Someone started their own dance company. There's there's a there's kind of more specific, interesting things for young people in those specific communities, mm. and they they have events around that, um, and then they have like a world cafe type type um, activity where they wait. Do I know what a world cafe is? <laughs> I will tell you. Tell me there's more. Um, So the World Cafe is where um, you get into groups and you think about like um, what kind of project you'd like to do or if there was problems that you'd like to solve and you'll work in a group and then you'll move to another group and kind of give them feedback on their ideas. So it's kind of shuffling around the room and sharing and feedbacking and giving ideas and they're going to do that with the local community Um, and that's before the next section of the program which is about creating positive change in their community. 
um, and it's called Ideas for Change. And they um, they work in groups, um, in small groups, like three or four groups within that community. So 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 in Fakatani, they'd have like four different groups, and they have um, they work on like awesome little projects within their their groups. They test and they prototype these project ideas. It could be an event, it could be a book, it could be um, it could be organising a social, it could be like um, starting their own social enterprise, it could be starting their, their own small charity. Like, And then we'll get them on B-Side Story. Exactly. Tell us about exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, and, then, and then they kind of, um, they apply, they apply through uh, um, an online form with a business case that they've put together. So they're learning lots of practical skills as mm. part of this program, which is pretty much, um, one of the main goals, they come out and they have lots of practical skills. They have skills in leadership um, or they've built their skills that they already had in leadership um, far beyond our imagination. Mm. Um, and then they come to Festival for the Future. So that's part of it. It's a scholarship part of the program. So all of these amazing people from like potentially quite small towns to like bigger kind of university towns like Palmerston North all come and they take part in festival for the future, which is great to have like regional representation mm-hmm. at this festival. And it's awesome for them because they get heaps more ideas and get really motivated. Um, and then when they go back to their communities, they work on a crowdfunding campaign, um, which will be from one of those ideas for change that they worked on before festival. Yeah. It's wow, a real jam packed. pieces to this. These. These um, inspiring young people must have many things going on and mm. those big brains of theirs. Can, can I uh, jump in with a question? Please. Why, why have you focused, um, uh, why is this program focused on rural, provincial sort of communities yes. and towns? Yeah, so um, the, the CEO and founder of our, um, of our charity, Inspiring Stories, is originally from Granity in um in the South Island, a really small town. And he, um, like, his goal was really to connect and show how awesome young people are in our in our small communities, but also show how awesome those communities are. Um, and I think when he grew up, he had some challenges when he grew up. His name's Guy Ryan, by the way. Um, and when he uh, went to university, he realised, like, kind of some of the things that he missed out on, but how much he loved learning and he loved you know kind of sharing the stories around um provincial communities i don't i'm not i'm trying not to steal his story because it's <laughs> probably not 100 percent correct but um that was kind of what led inspiring stories to start first and foremost festival for the future around 10 years ago and then um four years ago start future leaders um and it, it's all about kind of really showcasing how awesome our provincial and rural communities are, how much opportunity there is out there, and also um, how awesome our young people are. Like, they should seriously be making all of the decisions in in our (laughs) life. I don't think that we should be relying too much on the older generation. We should have all the young people come in and make all the decisions. So it's... Based in rural areas, and it's also got a focus on a diverse range of different people. Mm. We don't... Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, last year we had 70% of the the participants were female. So that's quite interesting. Um, 
we're trying to kind of even that out a little bit more this year and potentially have a bit more gender diversity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty similar this year as it was last year. 50% of our participants are Māori and then um, we have an amazing, great group of Pacifica um future leaders, people of Asian descent, like just heaps of awesome, awesome future leaders. And so is the idea that these are people who haven't necessarily seen a place for themselves as leaders in kind of um, mainstream (coughs) leadership roles and that's to be encouraged or? I would say that is definitely to be encouraged, but each group is made up of quite a different selection of people and depending on the community it'll be different as to whether they've already had experience in leadership already or not. Um, some of our communities are maybe a little bit bigger and a lot of the younger people that are involved may already be involved in like youth council. Um, they might already be involved and um, they might already have leadership positions within their their school. Um, but the cool thing about it is that these are young people that are taking part in the program and getting quite a different skill set. And then they're also with a lot of young people that do come from like potentially quite challenging backgrounds and they might come from other walks of life. And the good thing about it is that people are working and connecting with people that they may never have been able to connect with before. Um, and that that's that's what it, that's what's really cool because nice. um the one kind of ongoing theme is that they all want to create a positive change in their community and they love their communities. Um, and that's how they can, can continue to connect um, throughout the program. Yeah. So all of this going on, you're interacting with these incredible young people all day. I imagine people in your office are also quite um, enthusiastic, positive people like you. Um just trying to imagine going into work for a day at Inspiring Stories. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just full of like exclamations and jumping around or can you go in with a kind of, I'm not sure about this or feeling if you're having a thundercloud over your head? Yeah. Um, inspir- tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you the truth. Um, inspiring Stories. So I started um, working at Inspiring Stories in October last year and it was just like, I feel like I'm really owning it. I love it. Um, but I'm only in that position because the people that I work with are really, really um, passionate about the mahi as well. And um, they probably don't, um, they're probably not as like ridiculously active and energetic as I am sometimes, but um, everyone generally sits there and works with a smile on their face. Um, and the great thing about it is we work at a shared workspace. So we can kind of collaborate together with, um, we make decisions together, whether it's the program I manage on Future Leaders, we all work together to make decisions, or whether it's um, Festival for the Future, which um, my colleague Sonia manages, we all work together and collaborate on it. It's not kind of one person's baby versus another person's baby. We all support each other um, to do the, to do the mahi and um, really align with our kaupapa of um, yeah, supporting young people to unleash their potential. So, yeah, I mean, day-to-day... I'm pretty certain everyone seems pretty positive, but I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm, just, I'm an optimist, know. so <laughs> just trying to get the dirt, you know, yeah, yeah. B-side stories. We want the yeah. underbelly yeah, of yeah. Wellington. Yeah, someone comes in and, you know, like sometimes they're angry and we all Sabotage. go under the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that doesn't really happen at our workplace. Right. Yeah. Um, 
trying bringing it back to Wellington. So you've got this Kapiti program. Can you mm. tell us a little bit about what's happening locally with future leaders and inspiring stories and festival for the future? Wow! No, <laughs> just tell oh us a little gosh. bit about. <laughs> In the less than five minutes we have left, um, <laughs> just tell us a little bit about the Kapiti Group and anything mm. that you think our listeners would like to hear about what's happening up there. Cool. Um, so our Kapiti Group is relatively new. We've got two coaches out there, Mirenia Hudson and Letitia McFarlane, and they're amazing. Um, word out to them if they're listening. And we have an amazing, um, we've got Three catalysts, which take part kind of more intensely in the program. So a catalyst is someone who gets paid to do this work? No. So a catalyst is someone who um, kind of has a bigger scholarship. So they take part in three hui throughout the year. They support the coaches to kind of right. organise so kind some of, of the workshops. Super coach, almost. It's like Not a, that you'd call it's it. It's a super that. future leader. It's a super future leader. It's hard. There's lots of different terminology yeah. for any of the future leaders that are listening. They'll they'll know it all. But um, the it's the coaches that manage the, the whole program. The catalysts. There's four of them, or three of them in each community, and they um, they get coached or mentored directly from the coach. They um, they come to three hui, two in Wellington, and festival for the future. Um, and then they also take part in all the workshops and they have like a bit more of an intense program. Um, they take on more leadership roles and it's a, it's a, it's kind of something that at the end they can say that they were a, a leader and they also get a chance to take part in some other things along the way. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it has supported people to move on and say, um, start their own social enterprise or move into other things because they have had so much experience, um, mm. Um, but yeah, we've got Sophie Hanford, if you know her, she started the... Um, climate strike, yeah. youth climate strike. She's our catalyst in um, Kapiti, and um, she's also ra- running for local um, government, I'll have you know. Okay. She's amazing. Um, we've Voters, got- be aware. <laughs> They're going to say beware. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we've got amazing Ella Kirby, who's just like an amazing leader, and she was part of the program last year and is just awesome. And um, Joseph Simpson as well, who's another catalyst, and he's based out in Ōtaki. Okay, um, so lots of top young people yeah. in our region as well as in those um, mm. places around the country. And, of course, our listeners can look forward to... Festival of the Future, <laughs> um, which we'll have to have you, um, we'll have to do another show on yeah, that, I yeah. think. Um, but in the interest of fairness to our listeners, I think that we should hear a little bit about why you are a full banana, if you can share that story. <laughs> oh, I definitely will. Can I just mention as well that the Kapiti local event will be coming up on the 12th of May. So um, okay. watch out on Facebook. It will be shared around and um, yeah, I can share it with. Yes, or people can follow you on Facebook. Yeah, Future Leaders NZ. Follow us. Nice. Um, In terms of the full banana, um, I went to a talk held by Kim. uh, It was with Kim Hill, and she was talking to Michael Mann around climate change. He's the guy that kind of founded the hockey was it like the hockey stick type thing where he said all of a sudden, you know, we are we are the 
anthropogenic kind of right. pur- purpose behind climate change is from people, and we should be aware of that. Anyway, that was a really crappy explanation. It's fine. I asked about <laughs> I asked about what um, what New Zealand was doing in terms of agriculture, um, mm. and Kim Hill asked Kim Hill asked are you vegetarian? And I said, no, I'm vegan. And she said, you're a full banana. (laughs) (laughs) So as deemed by... Mm. I'm the full banana. Queen Kim. It should be on your business card. It should be. (laughs) The full banana. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on to B-Side Stories and sharing your enthusiasm and inspiring stories of (laughs) your own. Um, we would love to hear more about inspiring f- stories as, as your work program just amps up even more. Yeah, that sounds cool. Just you wait. 